Hello, goblins and ghouls, and welcome to another extra special mini episode of My Haunted Life podcast with me, your host, Angela Hartjorn. These mini episodes are dedicated solely to the listener stories, and some of these stories are pretty intense. Some are lighthearted and sweet, some are really short, and some are pretty long. I basically take anything you send me. For the privacy of the writer, I'm only using first names unless you tell me otherwise. So, let's get into it, shall we? Grab yourself a cup of tea, make sure the doors are locked and the sage is close by. You have a story to tell us. Alright loves, our first story today comes from Megan. She once worked in a haunted hotel. She writes, I felt a presence and the lady ghost died of a broken heart after her husband died in World War I. In the 1950s, a body washed ashore where the hotel is. The man is seen around. It's so odd. The man will turn off lights in some rooms and move stuff around. He moved stuff of mine like soap and that. The lady looks out the window to see where her husband is all the time. I want to know what hotel that is. That sounds awesome. So, Megan, if you hear this, email me. Uh, Kayla Right, my first experience with the paranormal was before I can remember. In this old house I lived in with my parents, there was a large wooden trap door in the floor that led to the basement. I remember that it was painted a forest green color and had a ladder leading down. I seem to remember it being in the living room. Well, one evening, it was fairly dim in the area, and the door in the floor had been left open. My mom just stepped right over the hole. In her retelling me the story, she said that she really should have fallen in. She said that a force helped her from falling in. I felt hands pushing me up. She has always been convinced that this was a guardian angel and I'm so glad she was okay. My mom told me that story when I was fairly young which contributed to a lifelong love affair of stories with beings beyond our realm. Both those that haunt and those that help. That's so cute. No, that could have ended very badly. Uh, Chris from Utah Right. It was July 2000. I was working as a games operator for an amusement park called Lagoon. Part of Lagoon is an attraction called Pioneer Village. Side note, why are there so many Pioneer Villages out there and why are they all haunted? It seems like. Anyways, end of side note. One of the games in this area was the shooting gallery. It was a light gun game where you shoot at the target and it moves. 
I had the opportunity to work this game one night, and it was my only time I got to work the game. Later that night, it was dead, no pun intended, and about 20 minutes before the game was shut down, and Pioneer Village was closed for the night, all the items, including the one that did not work at the time, started going off as if they just got shot. It startled me, not expecting what happened. Once all of the items stopped, I started hearing footsteps in this walkway that only employees can go through. So at first, I thought it was a supervisor playing a prank. So I started going, haha, very funny. I started walking down this hallway and went to the door. I opened the door and walked outside and walked around the game and no one was there. I went back inside my game, scared beyond words. Once my supervisor arrived, arrived, I explained to them what happened and all they said was, it's most like, it was, it most likely was the air compressor system. After some research, I determined that it could not be the air compressor system. Whether it's paranormal or not, I can't say, but it's one of the, one of those incidents that I want to know more. That sounds scary. My buddy Farrell wrote just a nice quick one. I was stationed in Germany in the late 80s, early 90s, and our apartment had one had this one shelf next to the front door. Even though that shelf sloped back toward the wall, every once in a while something would jump off that shelf. Every time this happened, all of us were nowhere near that shelf. Oh, and did I tell you the apartment was 400 years old? Next uh, is a message from Alex. And it starts, and this makes me happy. Ugh, my last apartment. I had multiple experiences of sleeping and hearing a very loud whisper go, Hey, you. Then feeling two hands push me down into the bed. This happened twice. And then before we moved out of there, one morning my boyfriend goes, so not to freak you out, but I got up to use the bathroom around 3 a.m. And there was a woman in, in a black shroud standing over you, watching you sleep. He said she didn't seem malicious, just stood there and watched. Well, that's creepy as hell. Oh my god, I want to know everything about her. Okay, and our last one from this evening, I'm very excited about, is from Amy McCain, team leader of Paranormal MIT in San Diego. When I was just starting work as a tour guide in Tombstone, I was waiting for the OK Corral shootout show to start so I could see it for the first time. It didn't start for an hour, so I was killing time walking around the town. I ended up in the gift shop in the basement of the Big Nose Kate Saloon. 
I was talking to the lady down there about her paranormal experiences, and she told me about the Swamper. The janitor that used to live in the basement apartment located in the corner of the room we were in back when it was a hotel. She showed me the old apartment and told me the story of how he had dug his own mining tunnels in secret. You can still see them to this day. His spirit still lingers there possibly because he found himself some silver and hid it away in the tunnel somewhere. Or so the story goes. She told me how he doesn't seem to like men very much and often tosses things in the gift shop and likes to touch women's hair. The hour flew by and soon I had to get going for the show. She said, wait a sec, let me close up real quick and I'll walk out with you. The only way in and out of the basement is this metal spiral staircase that goes straight up through the middle of the saloon floor. She finished her closing duties and said, after you. So I started up the spiral staircase and she had paused to place the velvet rope across the entrance. About five or six steps up, I felt my messenger bag style purse pull back suddenly. Enough to make me lose my balance a bit. So I stopped and tried to see what my purse was caught on. I was thinking maybe the railing or something. The lady stops dead in her tracks about two steps below me and asked, why'd you stop? I said, oh, I just snagged my purse on something. She pauses and says, oh, no, you didn't. There is nothing to snag it on. I chuckled and sort of insisted. Yeah, I did. It pulled backwards. I fell. I almost fell backward. She got wide-eyed a moment and said, I was looking right at you. Your purse didn't touch any. Oh. Her sudden realization was a tad unnerving. Oh, what? Remember I was telling you the Swamper likes the girls? Yes, I said suspiciously. He pulled on your purse because he doesn't want you to go. That has happened before to a few women. Oh, I said surprised. So I sort of looked around the room and said, Okay, Swamper, I'm flattered, but I have to go see the show now. But I will be around. I work in town now. Then we were able to leave without further incident. That is amazing. Amy, I want to hear all about your tombstone stories. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with Doc Holliday and OK Corral and all that. So, that, that whole thing makes me very happy. Alright loves, that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this mini episode of my Haunted Life podcast as much as I did. Keep the stories coming in. I have been enjoying them way too much. And I know you guys have been really enjoying reading them and sharing yours and 
commenting on each other's stories on the group. So, uh, remember to email them to myhauntedlifepodcast at gmail.com. I hope your week is starting without a hitch, and I will see you next Thursday. Bye!